0: A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. Yes, yes, I'm Michael
1: Bumpus along with NASA and and this is Hawk Talk Recap Edition. Oh, yes, the Hawks beat the Dolphins 31-23. to They did their thing down in Florida. And let's get some thoughts for our dude, Big Ray.
0: It's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk, Ray Roberts.
1: Big Ray, what's up, man? What's happening,
2: big dog? Another Victory Monday, as we say.
1: Hey, we'll take it. Any way we can get it, we will take a win. What's the first thing that jumps out to you about this win down in Florida?
2: To be honest with you, I was thinking about it after the show uh, last night, and it's really hard to... The, because the stats don't necessarily say it. But I, I thought the defense had a better effort, even though, you know, when you look at the yardage, it may not be where you want it. And maybe they scored another touchdown that they didn't need to, that they could have stopped. But I thought the defense, um, they just looked more active. They looked like there they were uh, more pressure around the quarterback. Uh, there were some guys making some plays. And I, so I, I felt good about the direction of where they're going. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of work to do. But I felt good about that. Um, and then I, I was just thinking about Chris Carson and all the different ways that they're starting to use him. Uh, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. It would be nice to get back to some of those screens they were doing in the, in the first week. Uh, but they're, they're giving him a lot of touches and, so, uh, and then putting him in places to be successful when he gets it. So those are the two things that kind of stick out in, in my mind from the game.
1: Now, you're a tough dude. Chris Carson shows some toughness, man. He almost had his leg ripped off the week before, yet he comes out and he performs at a high level. How hard is that to do, especially at the running back position?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, that has to be hard because you're also taking hits on on that on that leg, uh, and then you're having to you know cut real hard. And the way he runs, you know, he, he's not a dude that's going to run out of bounds and things. And so, I, I think it's pretty incredible. I don't know if it's like a part of the culture here or whatever, but uh, dudes like, that that tend to get hurt, tend to heal fast, and, or they till, tend to just muscle through it. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, is a perfect example. The dude just kind of has had injuries here and there, but has been able to muscle through and keep playing. Uh, and so I, I don't know if that's a cultural thing uh, with that team, or they just get some really tough dudes. But, you know, Chris Carson uh, is, is, is a fan favorite. He's a favorite of mine, obviously, because of the way he runs. He sets kind of like the tone for, for how the game is going to go physically. And, uh, and so for him to be able to to, to take that injury, uh, put it behind him, and then just look just as fresh as all get out uh, yesterday was, was pretty incredible. Yeah,
1: it was. Um, and, Ray, we saw something, and we talked about it briefly before we departed the stadium last night. Um, there was a rotation going on on that offensive line. Now, we're used to seeing that out of the de- out of the defensive line, but we saw that out of the O-line. Do you like that approach?
2: You know what? I, I like it because, I love, first of all, their, just their approach to the offensive line during the offseason. So there were some, some high elite level type couple tackles that they could have gone after. But they went after a handful of uh, players that, uh, you know, combined had over 100 or so starts. And so they've had some, some time under their belt. And so then you say like, well, man, that was, that was, I like the way they did that because there's depth in that. There's more, uh, you know, easier transition into, the, into a new team and all that chemistry and all that. But then you miss the preseason. So there's a lot of guys that you want to see what they can do, but you haven't had a lot of reps for it. And so they've been able to rotate through uh, a bunch of guys. Uh, yesterday, um, you know, they had uh, Simmons had come in, Jones had come, uh, come in. Um, I forget the other tackle's name. It escapes me. Um, but uh, but they, they're doing a really good job of rotating those guys in and letting them get real time in the, in the moment uh, when it counts reps. And I think that's going to pay off uh, down the road. Uh, and it also, if you want to look at it, it, it can kind of be kind of load management load management for Yupati because he's not playing every single snap. And so maybe he's healthy enough to last through the entire season. So I just, I love the, the way they approach it in the all season. They went after, uh, you know, a handful of, of guys with experience versus one elite dude. And then I love the way they're rotating guys in right now. And they're not missing a the beat. They're, they're, they're coming in, they're playing well. Uh, they're, they're, they're protecting Russell. They're creating running room for for um, Chris and, and the running back. And so I just really like that approach. So it. it's a really cool way to kind of get guys acclimated to, to what they're doing and to the plays and playing, playing with real bullets, so to speak.
1: Yeah, and that's a, that's a cool approach. And I applaud, Carol, for taking that approach because – you know football. It's, it's a tough man sport, right? You never tap out. You always want to be on the field. But he lives in reality. Yeah. I got some old guys up there, and I have some guys that I want to see. Um, if you were playing in this, Big Ray, that dude seventy two. If you were playing in this offense and you were getting tapped out later in your career, would you be okay with it?
2: You know what? Like uh, I've always been kind of a team team dude that way. And uh, my dad, you know, always told me to do do what was best for the team and help the team out. And so Obviously, you know you want to play every single play, so you notice that they're not tapping out Dwayne Brown that much, unless <laughs> <like> he's hurt. <heard. laughs> but uh, but you know, if it was late in my career and I was like you're potty, and I've had some injuries here and there, and I'm just missing you know a handful of plays each game, like I'd be fine with that uh, if it's going to help me keep playing the whole season, and I'm not going to get injured and miss games and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if, but if, you know, if I'm more like Dwayne Brown, where I'm less injured, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd be down with it, but, uh, um, but for the group that they have and for what they're trying to build, uh, this is like a perfect strategy to get guys, uh, some real reps.
1: I feel it. Now this, this offense is looking aggressive, right? I mean, fourth down inside the 20, uh, they get aggressive 24 seconds left in the half. They don't take knees, they're throwing the ball down the field, it led to a touchdown. Do you like this this new aggressive type of approach to this offense?
2: I like it if as long as it's not like reckless aggression. You know, like where they're just like it's like just throwing, you know, caution to the wind and just going for you know, in, in tough situations all the time. But I think because of the opponent and you know, the way they were the offense was planned against them. Uh, against the dolphins and i I think you know situationally like I think it's that it's great to stay aggressive like that uh but you can't like you know miss putting points on the board i mean because luckily they you know they got they got their points back, but you know when you when you um you know pass on a field goal or something like that and you don't get it, those things can come back to, to haunt you in the end but uh but they've created a mentality over there uh with the offense that they're gonna be aggressive and and the team supports it, Russ supports it, and and so it's good to see that they are uh, that they are true to what they're saying, just hope they don't get reckless with it.
1: So what you're saying is if they're playing against Green Bay and it's a close one in the same situation, they probably don't go for it in those situations.
2: They probably go get those three points and and, you know call it a day. Uh, and you know, because that's a real you know, if you're playing against a more powerful uh offense or a better defense that you know so I, I think it was a situational kind of a thing uh but i do think obviously it's a mindset because they've they've been aggressive from the from the first snap of the season you know throwing the ball down the field yep all right
1: russell wilson had another good day man 24 for 34 360 yards didn't throw his five touchdowns all right had a i wouldn't call it an <laughs> off day but uh, compared to his other other performances um he still played well, though. What were your thoughts on Russell Wilson's play overall?
2: Well, you know, the thing that I just keep getting amazed by, Mike, is that, you know, like I said, like physically, like you go like, man, like he's throwing the ball, he's putting it, you know, he's dropping them in those 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 uh, the bread basket, you know, he's throwing those, the deep bombs and he's throwing the underneath routes and like all that kind of stuff. Everything looks perfect. But the thing that, that has impressed me about Russell during this play is his decision-making his decision-making has been on point the entire time. Like, you can't you can't look at, like, almost any throw that he's made or any decision he's made to run and go, like, man, that was a bad decision. Maybe the throw to DK in the end zone yesterday with the interception may have been a bad throw, or it could have just been a great play by the, by the defender. But every decision that this dude makes, like, when you go back and rewind, you go, like, that is the decision to make. So if it was to, like, slide to the right, and throw the ball back to the left, or if it was to take off running, or if it was to spin out like he does and, you know, and throw the ball, or, or when it is time to throw the ball deep or throw it short or throw the short, the, the check down to the running back, every single time he seems to be making the right decision. And to me, that's tougher to do than some of the physical stuff because you get mentally tired. This is a different kind of season. We're dealing with all the pandemic stuff, you know, been a, you know, you know, away from your families or, you know, don't have the fans, like all that kind of stuff. And that can drain on you mentally. And this dude has been able to stay mentally sharp the entire time. And that's really hard to do.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think people underestimate how hard it is to play the quarterback position because the final decision comes down to you when you are throwing the football. So um, it's nice to hear that you think that he's making all the right decisions. Now, let's go over to the defensive side of the ball. Didn't give up a passer. um, Has over 400 uh, passing yards. Only (laughs) gave up two plays. Over 20 yards. Ryan Neal had a big hit. KJ was everywhere. Low-key, Bobby had a good game, too, had 12 tackles. What would you see out of this defense?
2: Well, I I thought, you know, obviously the dude that jumped off the page was uh, KJ Wright. Like, I mean, KJ Wright just sniffs out a a screen better than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life play football. Like, just never seen a, a person. Like, every now and then, a guy, you know, gets one or two of those, but he seems to get them every single time. They try to run a screen to his side. Uh, He seems to to sniff it out. So it was good to see Zach KJ back because there was, you know, some that think like, you know, the way we've been drafting, they're trying to replace him and maybe hasn't shown the same quickness and savvy that he has in the past. But that was old. That was like, that was the the KJ right that we're used to seeing uh, on Sunday. So that was really, really good to see. Uh, It was really good to see some of the, some of the young guys in the secondary getting reps because of some of the injuries and things. And you have the backups coming in and, like you said, the guys are making big hits, and and you know uh, uh, Griffin had another interception. <clears throat> so, I, like I said at the beginning, I think that it's hard when you look at the score or you or you look at some of the stats, you go like, man, the defense couldn't even, you know stop the Dolphins or whatever. But the the stats don't tell the whole story. I thought I thought they played a, a, a solid game. They showed improvement in coverage. They showed improvement in tackling. They showed an improvement uh, getting people around the quarterback, even though they didn't have a bunch of sacks, uh, and and you got some turnovers. So uh, I was real pleased with the defense. I I, I was hoping you know for a, a big time shutout, uh, but I was happy with with the way they performed. It looks like they're headed in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I love the way the defense played. I I go back to twenty thirteen. You know when Russell was really getting going. He had to manage the game. He had a defense who was going to get it done. You just don't lose this game for us. I feel like that's how it is with the defense now. You have an offense yeah. that's going to put up points. Defense, hey, just make a play when we need you to make a play, and the offense will take care of the rest.
2: Yeah, and, and if they can keep this trend of getting turnovers, you know, and getting extra extra um, uh, series, uh, you know, still in the series for the offense, then all the better. So if, they, if they're giving up yards, and like Pete said, that the thing that matters is scoring, so they're, they're, they're giving up less points than they're scoring, so you're going to win in those situations, but if they can do that and get the ball back to Russell, uh, then then you, it kinda, you, can, you can take some of the, the, the play on the defense that's not so great as they, as they start to come along, and I think they're going to be a bend but not break defense, and they're going to be a defense that's going to be opportunistic and get the ball back to Russell, and I think those things will then uh, contribute to to victories in a way we're not used to seeing around here uh, because we 're always defense first, but like you said, this offense is just on a whole nother level, dude like and i 'm not just saying offense is for Seattle's history i 'm saying for the entire league you know yeah. it 's just an offense that 's really on fire that 's flicking on all levels, and like I said, when you got a guy like Russell who 's making all the right decisions, that just makes it all the all the the, the better for the offense
1: all right, Hawks are four and no now let 's move on to the Vikings. last one I got for you. If they beat the Vikings, this this will be the first time the Hawks are 5-0 and for the first time in franchise history. Now, Vikings are struggling a bit, but they still have cousins. You still got Thielen. You still got Dalvin Cook. Um, you have that rookie, Justin Jeffries, over there that's playing. Um, how important is it to go 5-0, and and do you think they can handle this Vikings team?
0: I,
2: I think that, like, you know, this past week they kept saying that, um, that the Dolphins game might be a trap game, and yeah. I don't – Necessarily believe in a trap game thing but if there was going to be one for the Seahawks I think it might be the Vikings uh just because they they are better than their record they have some players that can that can really explode Kirk Cousins is capable of having like really solid games and then on the defense they have some dudes up front that can get after the quarterback uh their secondary is usually pretty good they have two of the top safeties in the league uh but uh but they just haven't been playing well and so this could be for them, you know, it could be a, a game where they just kind of turn it on and it, and it becomes a different monster to deal with. Uh, but I do think that the Seahawks should win. I think they should feel at this point, if you can go undefeated in the in what Pete normally calls like the first quarter of the season, so this would be like, I guess, one game into the second quarter. If you can go into to that deep then undefeated, then shoot, why not, brother? Like if you go into the bye, bye week feeling good, relatively you know you got some some dudes that are mixed up that can get healthy and come back for the stretch run so you still have Arizona twice and San Francisco twice and the Rams so uh so they can be ready for the stretch run man I I think you I mean obviously that's the best case scenario but 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 if they if they lost I wouldn't be mad either
1: I feel you Ray 4-0 going for five appreciate you taking time big homie
2: yeah always brother nice hearing from you
3: all right NASA What's good, Bump, man? Victory Monday is always the best thing at the VMAC. We got another one. A lot of people are going to complain about stuff and be negative on this Victory Monday, but you're not going to rain on my parade, Bump. No nah. one's going to. Wins are wins, and you'll take them any time you can get them in the NFL.
1: We'll take them any way you can get them. Now let's see how they got this win. What happened?
0: See, what had happened at first was... What happened was... What had happened was... On Hawk Talk...
1: What had happened was the Hawks are 4-0. Last time they did that was 2013. They've never gone 5-0. and They're going for 5-0. And like we talked about with Ray, I don't care about no style points, man. Mm-mm. I just want the W. Did the defense play better? Yes. Did the offense not perform at what we're used to seeing, which was a, a ridiculous level? Yes. But did they go down to Florida, the longest flight in America, went down there, got it done, made it home relatively safely? Not too many injuries. I'll take
3: that any day of the week. Oh, no question about it. And that's the thing. Like, people have a kind of this misconception that every good team has to win blowout games every week. It's got to be convincing every week. It's got to be perfect on offense, perfect on defense, perfect on special teams. But reality, it's the NFL. That doesn't exist. You mentioned 2013. People forget. The biggest misconception of that Super Bowl championship team was that every game was like the Super Bowl. And yeah. it was not. It was not. They were down 21-0 to a bad Tampa Bay team. They had times where they couldn't stop the run. They they had to come back. They were playing Houston. They were down 21-3. to Had to have this crazy comeback. So even in the best team in franchise history, things didn't always go perfect. But, again, we'll take that because the NFL and 4-0 is great in my book.
1: 4-0 is good on any level. I don't care for youth football, middle mm-hmm. school, high school, college. 4-0 is 4-0, and you will take that. And A reason why they're 4-0, at least as of late, is my man Ryan Neal. Closed the game out against the Cowboys with a pick. Starts the game off with the Miami Dolphins with a pick. Smacks Miles Gaskin. It's nice to see this young man play at a high level. Got his first start. Now, unfortunately, Jamal Adams is going to get healthy. And there's no way you're going to keep him in over Jamal Adams. But he might have earned himself some playing time.
3: All right, Bump, I'd be remiss if we didn't play this highlight here from the best play-by-play man in the game, Steve Rabel, as we were just laying the lumber on Sunday.
0: Third down and 13, here comes the blitz. A swing pass near side and oh my goodness, Neal comes up and just unloads on Gaskin. What a blast as they tried to set up a little flare pass in the left flat and Neal diagnosed it and came out of the secondary to just blow up Gaskin. Incomplete, do I have to say that? And
3: now I believe a field goal attempt is upcoming. Wow, what a shot. It's just great to see how well he's playing right now. I mean, to be thrown into the fire last week, you get a pick against Dallas, you win the game, and to come out this very next week, get your first NFL start, so you've had a full week to prepare, but now you have time to think about stuff. Now you have time to get nervous. Now you're going down to Miami, like you mentioned, the long flight. Uh, The weather was super hot. So it was great to see him come out right away, gets a pick on the first drive, Comes down and smacks Miles Gaskin and just playing with that energy. And I think the defense needed that spark to start today.
1: Yeah, and we spoke to Pete Carroll earlier today. And he said he didn't just have those two plays; like he was great in run fits. He was good at disguising things. He said he was really prepared. And yes, Neil deserves that love, but I'm going to give some love to the coaching staff too because they they pulled him aside. I'm sure they they made sure he knew what he was doing, made him comfortable out there. If if you are not comfortable on the football field, you're not going to make plays. And he definitely felt. Or seemed like he was comfortable out there. Now we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick; he could get it done. Yeah, a mm-hmm. couple big runs. We talked about his his low key athleticism, but we also mentioned he's going to turn the ball over. That's exactly what we saw.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It was great to see Shaquille Griffin. We'll talk about him and playmakers make a big play. Um, it was great to see, like we just mentioned, Ryan Neal get an interception. And honestly, man, we could have had a lot more. So. Yeah. He did what we thought he was going to do. He's gonna, he made a couple throws. He didn't play horribly, but he, he did what we thought we were going to do, and it was good to see um, the Seahawks take advantage of those opportunities. Must do that. They are second in the league when it comes to turnovers. So, yes, you can give up the big
1: yards, but if you are turning the ball over, giving it to your offense, good field position, good things are going to happen. All right, D.K. Metcalf, another great performance. Um, now, the thing that impressed me the most about D.K. was late in the game, that smoke screen that they ran made a guy miss, got his knees. I now I haven't seen him make a guy miss. That's just, I didn't think that was part of his game. That's not what he does. Big dude gonna run you over and get some yak, but he made a guy miss. This guy, every week, it seems like he does something to where I'm like, okay, adding something to the arsenal.
3: Yeah, like you mentioned, whether it's route running. Whether it's just being physical and running a dude over. Whether it's making a mistake and coming back and making up for that mistake. I mean, honestly, we know DK Metcalf is the probably the most physically gifted wide receiver I've ever seen. Not talking yeah. about the, his production yet, but we know that about him. The fact that he's doing all the little things each and every week to get to where he's at is pretty great, man.
1: Man, I can't. Now, this is what I want to see next out of DK. I can't wait to see him off the line of scrimmage because right now he's so big, he just runs through guys. Get off me, little man. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till he gets off the line, shakes a dude, cleans him up with his hands. Like, once he starts taking care of the little things like that, goodness gracious, this league better watch out. So, let's switch over to the defense. All right, they still gave up 415 yards, but they kept everything in front. Only two plays over 20 yards this is the type of defense that will win ball games for you like i mentioned earlier they are the game managers now just don't give up the huge plays cause turnovers don't let the quarterback throw for 475 Mm -hmm. yards i think they're turning a corner and they did it with some backups out there
3: well and the great thing too is the explosive plays you look at pete has all his big game goals right turnover battle special teams things like that one of them is giving up explosive plays in Each of the first three weeks of the year, the Seahawks were pretty bad at it. We're giving up over 10 explosive plays a game, which is just unacceptable in uh, Pete Carroll's defense. So it was great to see that. And honestly, man, here's the deal about our defense bump. We're just probably never going to statistically be a top five or top ten defense, okay? The damage has kind of already been done. Uh, It reminds me of when I was in college. If you have a bad semester with your grades, right? Right. You can have a great rest of your college career, but your cumulative GPA is messed up from that bad (laughs) semester. So the damage has been done statistically for the Seahawks defense through the first four weeks. I think they can get there, and they're already improving. It's not going to look as good as people want it to see on paper, but as long as they consistently improve week to week, by the end of the year when we get everyone back, this could be a much different defense.
1: No, I was a four O student ass. So I can't relate to that at all. You know, my That's grades wrong. That's a damn 4-0.
3: lie. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> get out
1: of here. You already know. You already know. Okay, uh, another strong performance by Ugo Amadi continues to impress. I look at him. He looks again comfortable. That's what I look at when when I'm critiquing guys. I want to say, does he believe in what he's seeing? Is he flying to the football? What, what's his alignment assignment looking like? And I'm looking at Ugo, and I see a guy who, one, is taking advantage of an opportunity, unfortunately provided because Marquise Blair is out. But he's taking this opportunity. He's going. He looks good out there. He's, he's a for-sure tackler. He's getting his hands on the football. I like what I'm seeing.
3: Yeah, no, I love him. He's been good in run fits. He's been great in coverage. He hasn't been beat over the top. Um, he talked about last year he was in on uh, the play against Green Bay. Uh, on two of the big plays on their last drive that kind of sealed that game. And he kind of talked about at some point this year, I forgot what interview it was, but how that kind of stuck with him all off season. And he was talking about training and how he can get better. And it was, it was great to see him when he was behind Marquise Blair to continue to put that work in because he stepped in and he's ready to go. Um, So it was cool to see him stay ready. So you never have to get ready. And he's been playing well,
1: nothing like experience. Now the Hawks held the dolphins to field goals instead of touchdowns. When I was a coach, and my defense held an offense who was moving the ball to a field goal. My The best thing I could say, put it on the foot. you yell now to Make this offense. Put it on the foot. Now, you would love to not have them score it off, but that's not realistic. I don't know any defense that shut every team out. Mm-hmm. Teams are going to move the ball. But once you get into a certain part of the field, man, you'll take three points. You're been
3: thinking, okay, let's just hold them to three right now. The defense did exactly that. Well, especially because this offense is is going to put up points. So if, if they're getting three and we're getting seven, I mean – do the math we're gonna win the football game so it's it's a win every time this is the nfl teams are gonna move the ball a little bit between the 20s but when you get right when you need to in the red zone it's great to see
1: and what about my guy chris carson man like come on you got gator rolled i thought maybe it was a acl mcl he's hobbling off the field we get the monday tuesday report they're saying he's he's out there doing his thing one this dude is tough and two the way he was moving you would not have thought that he had the injury that he had the week before. He might be the toughest dude on this football team.
3: Yeah, man. It's probably between him and Dwayne Brown, honestly. Chris Carson has had a, a tough injury every single year. Like we said, we were scared that we were going to lose him for the season again. That man, I swear to God, like it's 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 something you just don't see anymore. He's kind of like from an old school. He's a different breed old of school. dude. Other yeah. guys, hey, I, I got to sit out at least a week. You know, mm-hmm. Game time decision, I'm just not really feeling right. I'm more of a track guy when I get out there. My body's not 100%. I'm not going. Chris Carson, the complete opposite of that. That man is going to run hard, and he's going to be out there each and every single week. He was out there, took a big hit at one point in the game, got the wind knocked out of him, came back, still had two touchdowns. Chris Carson, just a beast, man, just a beast. Man. I, w- I want to meet his mama and his daddy. Mm-hmm. Man, they
1: must have been tough on him. Suck it up, rub some dirt on it, get your butt up and get going. We need more of that. I need more yeah, kids right. like that. I'm, a- I'm also going to go hard on my son just because of Chris <laughs> Carson, man. <laughs> All right, the MIA kid, Travis Homer, scored in his – Did he go? Is he from Miami or just went to school there?
3: I thought I'm pretty sure he's from Miami. Everything I know about Travis seems like a pretty Miami dude. And he played all his home games at that Hard Rock Stadium. So it was good to see him get out there. And the touchdown that he scored it on, too. He wasn't even the option on the play. He was in there to block. He was a
1: bailout. He was Mm -hmm. a bailout. If if he would have, if his guy would have blitzed, one of those backers would have blitzed, he would have stayed in for pass pro. That's savvy football. Mm-hmm. Your guy doesn't blitz. Now you can release. You sit there. You look at Russell's eyes. He goes left all the way to the right, back to Travis Homer, and he was ready to go. Now, I scored a touchdown against USC. I'm from L.A., and I scored a touchdown against USC in the Coliseum at home in front of my boys. Ain't nothing like that. I'm sure he enjoyed it.
3: Oh, that's you got to love it. So him and his and DJ Dallas got his first game as well, so it was cool to see the Miami yeah. kids ball out and do a little some good things back at home.
1: Man, talk about Quandre and that. And that, that, I mean, I'm going to leave it to you, DB, defense. Talk to me.
3: Honestly, <laughs> Quandre Diggs is probably going to need some counseling after this first part of the season, man. <laughs> this guy's out here just trying to play football. He works just like everybody else. He's taught. Boom. Long arm action. He's driving down on the football. He's doing everything textbook and so the one against the Patriots, okay, there was helmet to helmet contact. He was coming trying to make a football play. There's no there's obviously no intent there. That was really unfortunate. I still don't agree with the ejection. Whatever, it happened. This week, my goodness, man, you're entitled to the football bump. The yeah. ball is thrown, you're entitled to drive down. And we were watching the game. We thought it was going to be a pass interference because maybe he got there a half a second early, which I would have disagreed with in that sense. But to call to call a hit on a defenseless guy with with contact from upstairs, I just I don't know what to do anymore, man. Quandre Diggs, just keep balling, man. Hopefully some people are helping you pick up some of these fines, man, but uh, just keep balling because <laughs> it is tough to play free safety in the NFL right now.
1: Man, it's tough. And honestly, Nass, I think that was a – they made that call because of last week. They watched the film. They watched the game. They're like, oh, this guy's aggressive. And he comes, if it looks any type of shady, we're going to throw a flag on this guy. Quandre, hold your head. <laughs> you are balling, sir. Now, Alden Robinson had a big-time stop on third down. Daryl Taylor was the guy. He's hurt. He's not available. On Robson is taking advantage of every opportunity that he has right now. The young man's getting it done. I like what I'm seeing.
3: Yeah, I love it, too, because he's not, he's not getting a ton of reps. Um, the defensive line, obviously, in Miami, they're switching guys out as much as possible. But when he's been out there, he gets a sack against the, the Cowboys on a clutch play to get force a, a field goal or a missed opportunity there. And then comes up with a big third down stop. So it's great to see the man from Syracuse balling out.
1: All right, let's talk about who was making plays. Who's balling? Playmakers. Touchdown,
3: Seahawks! Playmakers.
0: them what time it is! Holy captain!
3: Playmakers. Okay, well, we could do this every single week, but every we have week. to start with number three. I mean, the man is still playing at the MVP level. We talked about 24 for 34, 360 yards, two touchdowns. Had the one interception. Now, I'm going to say this about the interception bump. I'll let you talk about what DK did on the route. They brought seven. We had six in the block. One guy came free off the edge. Russell kind of rushed the throw, kind of threw off his back foot. DB undercuts the route. Okay, good on them. Good play by them. If that's the one bad decision Russell made, that's probably (laughs) the only bad decision he's made in four games.
1: Yeah, and we shouldn't expect more of that. And it's impossible for him to play perfect, right? He's a human being. He's going to make mistakes. I appreciate DK trying to take the bullet for his boy. That's what good teammates do, especially when you have a quarterback playing the way that he's playing. The only thing I could say DK could have done was was just become the defender and try Mm -hmm. to hit the ball out. But, I mean, the DB made a play. Guys are going to make plays in this league. I don't care if you're playing the the Dolphins or the Bengals or the Browns. They got dudes out there, too. They're going to make plays.
3: Yeah, guys get paid to play the game, too. Their coaches get paid to coach. So, I mean, you're right. Guys are going to make plays. But Russ, man, uh, only had two touchdowns. Let me hear you say that only had two touchdowns. Um, But (laughs) that brings us total up to 16 passing touchdowns on the season. Uh, The most tied for first of all time uh, through four games of the season, 16 touchdown passes tied with Peyton Manning. So he's still setting records or tying records every single week. Yep. If you're a hater. Stop hating. time <laughs> This dude is balling. All right.
1: DK Metcalf had four receptions for 106 yards. He did have a drop. I don't know. Do you qualify that as a drop? Me, I do. Because I'm a receiver. I'm like, I used to tell my guys, you touch it, you buy it. If you touch it, you catch that thing. And he's a big dude. But the dude who hit him got knocked out the
3: game with a concussion. That's how strong this kid is. Dude, he's a brick wall. Um, as the DB and me, I'm going to give the guy the pass breakup, especially because he's the injured on the play. <laughs> you getting up and waving
1: your hands? No, get get that out of here.
3: Well, <laughs> unfortunately for him, he wasn't able to, but uh, <laughs> he just ran into a brick wall. But <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. I think I think if you ask DK, he would say I need to catch that football. He yeah. he holds himself at a high standard, but even with that, the thing that's crazy about him is he's leading the NFL in yardage right now. He he has 16 receptions. I think he's tied with uh, Diggs in Buffalo and Buff, and he has like 24 of 25. So, he's yep. making big plays every time he gets his hand on the football,
1: averaging over 24 yards a reception. He is eating up a quarter of the field every time he catches the football. That's a nice weapon to have. Chris Carson, nice to see him get going. We talked about it earlier. 16 carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns. His first rushing touchdowns of the year. He has more receiving touchdowns than he has rushing touchdowns. Uh, Three recessions for 20 yards, 100 yards of total offense. Chris Carson is a beast.
3: No, absolutely. We mentioned earlier, I mean, there's not a lot of things you can say about the man, especially to Knowing that, uh, surprisingly, actually, Carlos Hyde had a shoulder injury, wasn't able to go on Sunday, so they're a little thin as it was in the running back room. We didn't know we were going to see him coming off the injury, but just a typical Chris Carson uh, fashion—he's just a—he's ba- a bad man—and he came out there and did his thing.
1: Shaquille Griffin, one tackle, one interception, three pass passes defended. That one tackle. Now last last week he had eleven tackles, and I was searching. I'm like, all right, maybe. Hey, you know, Pete, was that a good game by him? Had eleven tackles. You know, no. When a DB has 11 tackles, that's never a good thing. But I was reaching. This week, one tackle, one interception, three passes defended. He seemed like – he just seemed really prepared. Whatever they threw at him, I felt like he was reading the route combinations. The way he was breaking up the passes was textbook, too. One hand on the hip, across Mm -hmm. the body with the other hand. He put on a clinic.
3: No, and the thing about him is he's playing with confidence, man. He's playing with a level of confidence I don't think I've ever seen him play with. Obviously, last year he had a great season, really turned the corner. Went to the Pro Bowl, so he was already doing things last year, but this year he's playing with confidence, and now he's showing you can take the ball away. That was the one last yeah. thing that he needed to prove to show his game and on his journey to hopefully becoming a perennial Pro Bowl slash all-pro type defender. So he's starting to do that now, and now guys are going to start to notice that, right? QB is going to start to notice, hey, maybe we can't throw our 26 no more.
1: Yep. Get your money, Shaq. Contract year. I ain't managed, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, David Moore. All he does is make big plays. Three receptions, 95 yards, one touchdown. Demo Swag. Me and you, this is our guy. Oh, is our love guy. me
3: some Demo. Demo's the man, dude. Honestly, I love him. Plays at, He played at a small school. Um, I'm blanking on it. I know it was a double directional school. Uh, I think Division Two, <laughs> but Demo came out here and has just been bond. Anytime he's given the opportunity, he makes big plays. If he's catching the football, he has his hands on the ball, he has the opportunity to take it to the house or make a big play. And the other thing, too, is that when, they, when he caught him on that little touch pass, little end around, when he just shook just that sweep. dude. That's
0: sweet.
3: Give me those ankles, boy. Holy smokes, man. <laughs> he was dead to rights, and that's going to look tough on film this morning if you're in Miami.
1: Oh my gosh. All that dude had to, his job was to contain. (laughs) Demo was like, nah, no container here, buddy. No container. All right, next, the old man K.J. Wright had eight tackles, two hits, three screens where he just lit the dude up, three passes defended, probably should have had two interceptions, but you can't expect anybody wearing number 50 to have the greatest hands. He did have three interceptions last year. He says his goal this year is to get five. He could have had two this week, but he balled out.
3: Oh, yeah, no, of course. You know, he's if anyone is kicking him himself, it's K.J. Wright, and I know his teammates are giving him a hard time for that, but he set the tone. He was out there. Knocking dudes out. And you guys mentioned it with Pete this morning. We mentioned it with Ray earlier. It's uncanny in any level high school, college, any division, the NFL. I've never seen someone diagnose a screen. Doesn't matter yeah. what team it is, doesn't matter what scheme it's coming from, doesn't matter if it's a halfback, a tight end screen, a wide receiver slip screen. KJ Wright has some kind of spidey sense. And you better get your head on a swivel because you don't stand a chance because 50 is coming and he's blowing you up. He's a hound
1: dog when it comes to those screens. All right, let's go to the wide receiver room with the Dub R Roundup. Let's get it. Freddie Swing finds ways to contribute every week. He's had at least one reception in every game. He had two in this game. I love seeing the young man get active when the ball is in his hand. He looks explosive. He's comfortable. I'm going to say by the end of this year, he's going to have 20, 25 catches.
3: Oh, no question about it. The thing about him is he. As a receiver, obviously, you know this more than anyone. You you have an idea that I might get targeted on certain plays or not, but you know you're not any of the top three options on most plays that he's in there. But it's cool to see him anytime the ball is thrown his way, he's coming down with the football. So it's good to see a young kid like that continuing to get reps and be put in different slots and different positions and just show Russell that you're reliable because that's another thing you got to do as a receiver. If you're out there dropping balls or running the wrong route, you will not be on the football field. So – Kind of developing that trust with Russell Wilson. So he knows if it's a spotlight in the game, I can I can trust 18.
1: You know who he can trust? He can trust number 16. And number mm-hmm. 16
3: had a rare drop. I'm not used to seeing this. I, I just
1: want to throw a flag. I'm like, they must have did something a lot. He don't <laughs> he don't drop the ball like that. But he did have a drop. But you expect Tyler to bounce back from that.
3: Of course. Tyler, we, we talked about it. I promise you that's gonna be the last time we see that all season. Uh, you can yep. you can bet that right now. He's not going to drop another ball. Still bounce back was so important. Two receptions, 39 yards. Not the typical Tyler Lockett game, but Tyler's going to bounce back. I promise you will have a big week against Minnesota.
1: Yep, and you know who had a big week? The old man Greg Olson probably had his best game of the year. Had five receptions for 35 yards. Just reliable. We talked to Pete, and the one football thrown to him that he didn't catch was in the end zone, but Russell Wilson threw it to him, and he was covered. Two guys on him. That just shows you the trust that Russell has in Greg Olson. It was fun to see the veteran get loose.
3: Yeah, no, and it started last week, too. Uh, he had a big fourth down reception on the game-winning drive against Dallas. So he's just Mr. Reliable, man. I think, obviously, you know what you got with Tyler Lockett. But when third down's coming down, Greg Olson's going to be on the field because you know he's going to be in the right spot, he's going to run the right route, and he's going to do what he's supposed to do. So it was good to see him get, get going little bit all right
1: i'm gonna run through these stats real quick dk had four for 106 david moore three for 95 and a great touchdown lockett was two for 39 olsen had five for 35 freddie swain two for 32 chris carson three for 20 uncle will disley two for 15 dj dallas another two for 15 travis homer one for three it's nice to see how many one two three four receivers get involved two tight ends And three running backs, needless to say, Russell is spreading the
3: love. Love what we're seeing from Russ, but Bump, it is time to get into the coach's corner. D-Mo Swag strikes again, 17-yard touchdown pass from Russell Wilson. A four-man rush, Russ looks right side,
0: got a man in the end zone, reaching up, making the catch, David Moore. Is he in for the touchdown? He is, David Moore, in the back corner of the end zone. There is a flag down, however. Let's see what that's all about. But David Moore reaches up, makes the catch, looks down, taps his
3: toes in the back of the end zone, and the Seahawks put six on the board. All right, Bump, what do we see out of Demo and Russell Wilson on this play? Demo and Russ.
1: Demo, now, if you're you're a corner you're ever lined up and you see Demo swag in front of you, Just go ahead and get in your backpedal, turn around, because he's going to try to run by you. That is his MO. That's what he does best for this offense. That's exactly what he does here. I'm looking at this defense. Looks like a one-high defense. Looks like that corner pretty much has the deep zone over there. There's nothing else threatening his his zone, and he just gets gets caught up in the mix. Demo does a great job of getting on his toes, getting outside, leaving space on the sideline, for Russell to make that throw. And then it's just body control. That's how I judge how athletic dudes are. Like, how can you control your body when it's in the air? How do you control your body when you're running around? Demo jumps up, grabs it, looks down at his feet, does the dead legs, gets in the end zone. His body control is
3: ridiculous. He's just an incredible athlete, man. I mean, the ball's in the air, dust runs right by the DB, and he's just aware of where he's at on the field. That's two weeks in a row where he's been aware of where that pylon is and somehow finds a way to get both feet down. But honestly, we got to give a lot of credit to Russell Wilson on this drive. First of all, because this is a drive in the game where his headset communication went out. Headset go out. So he's the offensive coordinator, leads them on a great 75-yard drive, gets down here. And then Miami, you look at this play, they are not prepared to play football. There's a late substitution. You have a guy running in. You have three, four guys not in their stance. The DB as Demo starts his route is flat footed, actually taking a step forward because forward. he's not ready to go, which is you just said it. Demo is going to run right by you. So I mean they they were dead in dead in the water to start this. And then once he did get into his back pedal, he was trailing. He he doesn't he zone turns. So they're they're in a three deep zone. But at that point, he needed to turn and run and give himself a chance because he opens up and then it's it's all she wrote.
1: That's such a veteran right there. Russell just kept it going. Saw the personnel. Let's try to keep these guys on the field. If they want to substitute, good for them. We're going to catch them slipping. Russell did his thing here. So, NASA, Chobe, the greatest formation in football is what? Victory formation. Let's
0: go. Here comes the Seahawk offense onto the field, and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this
3: one. It's the
1: victory formation on Hawk Talk. Four weeks in a row we get into the victory formation. Hopefully we make it 5. But let's focus on the four. The Hawks are now 59 and 0 when leading by four or more at halftime. This is nuts to me. I would like to I'd like to know if there's any other team in the NFL that has a similar stat when it comes to this. So Whenever we're up four, I'm like, all right, let's get ready for the Pete Carroll interview. I'm going to start typing questions down now because it's a wrap, baby.
3: That is still, every time we see it, because we talk about it, it's on our notes every single week. We're looking for it right before halftime. We're up four. We're not up four. That is one of the craziest stats in the NFL. That's a one-score game in 59 times. you have To be undefeated in that is one of the craziest stats in sports, straight up.
1: Another way we get into this victory formation, Tyler Lockett was slowed down a bit the first time this year but dk picked up the slack at over 100 yards he just keeps performing he's becoming more and
3: more reliable yep dk is he's leading the league in receiving yards um big play every single week you almost come to expect it at this point point. and as he continues to do that the relationship he developed with russell wilson this summer kind of is really just showing up it's showing up in every single week every single game like what we're seeing at dk uh he's definitely turning into that pro Bowl type guy we want to see
1: Who is in first place in the toughest division in football?
3: Hmm. I think it's a team from Seattle. You know, despite everyone wanting to complain about how we are winning football games, they're (laughs) 4-0. Straight up, they're 4-0 alone in first place in the best division of football bump. It's pretty good to see.
1: Nice to see them doing their thing now. They continue to win the turnover battle. That's what I want people to focus on. Don't focus on the yardage given up. Don't focus on the score. They are causing turnovers. Like I said earlier, if they can do that, despite how many yards they give up, if they can continue to turn the ball over, the team
3: who wins the turnover battle usually wins the football game. Oh, absolutely. Turnover is a huge thing. All Pete Carroll does is preach. It's all about the football. And despite some of the yards we're giving up, it's still all about the ball. We're not turning the ball over, and defense is starting to find a way to create turnovers.
1: Yep, and the run game got going. Chris Carson, 80 yards off of – it looked like a horrible injury – shows no signs of slowing down 32 what it do he's going to done
3: Carson is a bad bad man and of course we got to give a shout out to Ryan Neal for balling out in his first NFL start big hits was active in the run game got his run fits and in interception so that was great to see from him And i got to remind you guys, Pete Carroll Show, Cairo Radio and 710 ESPN, your home for the Seattle Seahawks and the Pete Carroll Show. Hear the Seahawks head coach on Cairo Radio on Blue Fridays at 8.15 and 12.15. And don't miss the Pete Carroll Show on 710 ESPN Seattle at 9.30 every morning after the game with Danny and Gallant and my guy, Michael Bumpus.
1: Hopefully we're talking about 5-0 with Pete Carroll next week, but they're 4-0 right now. It's been real. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Nash and Shelby. Big ups to Ray Roberts for joining us for the Hawk Talk recap. These guys are 4-0, went down to Florida, beat the Dolphins 31-23. Next up, they got the Vikings. We'll holler at you guys soon. Thanks for listening.